the name of the Lord. <clears throat> when Jesus rode into Jerusalem, they lined the walkway in the street with palm, fronds of uh, palm trees and shouted, Hosanna. He was the Jesus Christ, the man riding in on a donkey. Today, we can cry Hosanna because he not only lived, but he died and now he lives again. And he lives in us. Amen. Oh, let's sing it now. Hosanna, Hosanna to the Lamb that was Let's sing the great emancipator. Amen. Hallelujah. I think it's key of G. Once my heart and soul were fettered by the binding chains of sin. But the great emancipator Set me free to worship Him. Oh, glory, glory, hallelujah. Blessed be His holy name. He's the great emancipator. And that's
talk about how the Lord has unveiled himself to us. He made a comment and in there that just really jumped out at me this morning and how he said that Jesus Christ himself died so that he could reveal himself. And so now he says we must die that he can be revealed through us. Amen. So we're going through. We're going to go through with dying out to ourselves. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's sing verse 1 and we'll sing the chorus again then we'll go to prayer this morning. I'm going to ask our brother Roy Florent if you'd come and take us to the throne of grace. Lord, I have started. Lord, I have started to walk in the light that shines on my pathway. I made the world and its fall easy to do And now with my Savior I need to go through Oh, and I'm going through I'm going through I'll pay the price Whatever others do Yes, I'll take the way With the Lord despite sing that little chorus he paid a debt he did not owe while they're playing that I would just like to bring a couple of prayer requests before you first of all I'd like to welcome uh, brother Yomi sister Deborah and their son Shamgar and they have moved here from Nigeria to fellowship with us in Cloverdale and I believe they're sitting right up there God bless you give them a hand Welcome. God bless your sojourn here. Amen. Good to have you. Amen. Wonderful, wonderful name for a young man. So we have a number of prayer requests this morning. Brother uh, Gilbert 
Okello just asked that we kindly remember his dad who has been sick for some time. His dad is in uh, Kenya. And um, Sister Mori, um, Sister Marie-Louise Mori, she is, she and her husband are from Quebec. They have been uh, connected and streaming our services for quite some time. They asked for prayer. Sister Marie-Louise asked for prayer. Sister uh, Rena Witt had a fall and she ended up in the uh, hospital again. We just want to continue to remember her. And um, also want to remember Brother Tom and Sister Joanne. Brother Tom is going in for surgery this Friday. So we just want to hold our brother up before the throne of grace this morning and continue to do so. Amen. Our God is faithful and it's already paid for. By his own precious blood. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's sing this together and we'll ask our brother Roy to come. He paid a debt he did not owe. I owed a debt I could not pay. I needed someone to watch my saints. God bless you. Um, I'd just like to give a quick word of testimony, if I may. Um, Friday, I was upstairs in our bedroom. My daughter and my wife was downstairs. And um, all of a sudden, I heard my wife screamed. And I said, did she fall? Did something happen? And I just came running down the stairs. <clears throat> And saw the whole kitchen was engulfed in, in smoke. And I wondered what was going on. And I looked over the stove and there was this pot that my daughter had put some oil in to make some french fries. And she forgot all about it. So as I got downstairs and fire and, you know, flames were just bailing up from the stove area where the where the stove is and the cupboards were and I just saw fire all over the place and I realized that you know we're in a serious situation so we thought very quickly to see if we could contain the fire at that moment so then I took some rags and everything I had and I wet it and just you know, squeezed the water out of the rags and just covered the pot that contained the fire a little bit, but, you know, the, fi- the smoke was, and the fire was still, um, the flames were still bellowing. And immediately my wife got some baking soda and she started to pour it all over the, the stove and the fire areas that contained it a little bit, but this fire was starting to heat up into the, where the fan area is on top of the stove and it was going through, you know, where the exhaust is for the outside. Then I realized that there was nothing we could do, but that time my sister, my wife, my, my daughter had already called the fire station and right away, because they're very close, they were already on their way, 
So I went outside, grabbed the hose, and, you know, I dosed the fire. And by that time, the fire was contained, but the house was totally engulfed in smoke. So the firemen came, and, you know, they blew everything out with a big fan and, you know, just got rid of the smoke. But the smell of the, the fire was still very strong in the house. So I just wanted to give God glory and give him the thanks for, you know, intervening in a way because I could have not been at home at the time. And as, as a matter of fact, I was just about to go into the shower, so it was a good thing that I was still able to come downstairs and assist and do something to contain the fire. But I, I, I really don't know how terrible it was until yesterday. I was walking on the left side of the house where the exhaust was and all that siding was melted. So we know that, you know, that could have been a very serious situation. So we just want to thank the Lord and give him the praise and the glory for intervening at a time when there was, there could be a very serious situation. So if you have a prayer request on your heart, we know our father is here and he's able to do the exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, We just want to tell you how much we love you this morning. We just want to express our love and our gratitude to you this morning, Father, and tell you what a wonderful Father you are. What a great God you are, Father. Abba, Father, our respects to you as our Father is is so intense in our hearts this morning, Lord. Because we know without you, Lord, we can do nothing. We are conscious of the fact that, Father, you are always there in a time of trouble. In the time of need, you said you would be there and you proved it in my own life. So I want to give you the thanks and the praise this morning. And thank you, Lord, for all the wonderful things that you do for us on a daily basis. We want to thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to be once again in the house of the Lord. We come here this morning, Lord, not to be seen, not to be heard, but to hear from the throne of grace and mercy today, Lord. We ask in this morning, Heavenly Father, that you would come in a special way to meet each one, Lord, in their own individual need where they're sitting, whether it's being here in the sanctuary upstairs, or whether, oh God, it's in the homes, or wherever you would find your believers, your children, your bride, you would move in a special way on their behalf this morning, Father. We pray this morning, oh God, for Sister Rena, Lord. Father, we know what a warrior she is, Lord. We just ask that, Lord, you will just go into that hospital room at this time, Father, and just touch her in a special way. May you comfort her, Lord. May you strengthen her faith this morning to believe that our Heavenly Father has already paid the price and healing is hers, Lord. Forgiveness is hers, Lord, this morning. And every situation that may encourage her, Lord, we pray that you will, you will provide it for her this morning. We think of our precious brother Tom, Lord. How we love our brother. We thank you for the gift that you've imparted in him. A gift that has already blessed so many, Lord, and has brought so many to the kingdom of God. And Lord, we know that he's in need. 
And we ask him, Father, even before he would go before this operation, that you can, you are still God and a miracle working God who can intervene at that time like you did for Brother Brenham's wife before the surgeon's hand would even touch that area, that there would be a miracle. We are believers here this morning, Lord. And we believe all things are possible to them that believe this morning. Our faith is reaching out to you, Father, and we ask him for the impossible, for God is the God of the impossible this morning. And for all the other requests, Father, we're asking, oh God, that you would just touch every life, touch the needs, touch those who are sick and infirm, Lord. For, oh God, by your stripes we were healed. Healing is already paid for. It's in the atonement. And we're claiming it, oh God, as it's been written in faith, believing this morning that you are here to do that which we cannot do ourselves, Father. So we'd invite you, O God, to come in a special way this morning. We ask that the Holy Spirit would take control of this service. We pray that you'll take your manservant in your hand this morning and use him, O Father. Cause him, O Lord, to be just completely surrendered into the hands of God. And may the oracles of God be manifested in time here this morning, Lord. And, O Father, we just pray that, Lord, you will just meet every need, every circumstance, every situation we put under your control this morning and we just ask that your will be done in Jesus name we pray amen and amen Praise God. thank you brother Roy you can have your seats this morning and uh, sister Marilyn and her heritage is going to have a special for us this morning so we'll invite them to come up and Maybe we can just sing one uh, verse of that song. One day he's coming back for me while they're getting ready. One day he's coming back for me to live with him eternally. Won't it be glory to see him on that day? I then will sing a brand new song Amazing grace, all day long Christ Jesus paid a debt that I could never pay. He paid a debt, He paid a debt, He did not owe, I owed a debt, I could not pay, I needed someone to wash my sins away. And now I sing a brand new song, amazing grace all day long. Christ Jesus paid a debt that I could never pay. I thought I'd just give a quick little background to this song. Um, it's, I've never sung it, but I wrote it quite a few years ago, many years ago, and um, it was during a time when I was alone and I was, I'm sure everybody's experienced where you're just smitten with fear. And the reason was because there were so many bad things happening in the news. And I was just so, I just got myself so terrified. Um, and so I just, I just thought, Lord, I just opened the Bible and 
it's amazing how much the Lord can say in such a few words. And the scripture was Proverbs 12, 7. And it said, the wicked are overcome, overthrown, and are not. But the house of the righteous shall stand. And it was just, I just thought of how Brother Branham said, just one word from you, Lord, would mean so much. And that that was my word for that time. So I'm just going to try to sing it now. have heard it told of Rahab, how she recognized her day, the message that was spoken by two men that came her way. A scarlet cord was her token, a symbol of the blood, and there amidst the rubble, her house alone. The house of the righteous shall stand Though judgment covers the land I am safe in my Father's hand The house of the righteous shall stand The house of the righteous shall stand children of Israel around their tables prayed we believe the promise was all that they could say with the blood upon the doorpost they knew that it was good while death moved all around them their sons alone still stood the house of the righteous shall stand, though judgment covers the land. I am safe in my Father's hand. The house of the righteous shall stand. The house of the righteous shall stand. In the close hours of history we've recognized our day the message that was spoken by a man who came our way the Holy Spirit is our token redemption by the blood we have this declaration his word in us still stood the house of the
I just wanted to give the scripture where the song came from. It's in the uh, book of Proverbs twice, uh, verses 12 and uh, chapter 12. See, I'll just have it here. Uh, chapter 12, 7 and 15 and 6. And the Bible says, The wicked are overthrown and are not. They disappeared. But the house of the righteous shall stand. Amen. <laughs> and uh, that came as such a reality to me. I've been doing some research and study. We've had a, a, a very ancient house in Europe called the House of the Habsburgs, Habsburgs. And they lasted for centuries, about 500 years. And we've had the House of David, and it still stands because it stood on a promise. I'll give you a son, and he shall reign forever. And then Jesus came. Then Jesus came. And the house of all the elders, the house of the monarchy of Britain and the house of the Habsburgs and the house of all the uh, great people, when someone greater came, you find that the conclusion is there. And I have read about the conclusion of the Habsburgs. I've read about the last reigning monarch. And you know what was tied with it? The Holy Roman Church. It was tied to it. And, and God was not going to let it live forever. So the Bible says, and the wicked are overthrown and are not. Doesn't say what happened, but the song, rather that the song that Marilyn just composed and God gave her the righteous throw judgment sweeps in the land as it is today. We don't have to be a part of that. Amen. Because the house of the righteous shall stand. Amen. Morning. 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 So nice to see everybody. Not only here, but also at the camp. We miss you. There, I see they're standing there. Look at that. Thank you for panning. Do you see it? No? Too bad. Oh, you look great. Andy, you look great. I got your name written down on my paper this morning. Yes, sir. I see your wife and the children. Let's pray. What a day 
that will be. When my Jesus, I shall see. When we look upon your face, we'll sing of your amazing grace. We just want you present this morning. Indeed, the house of the righteous is standing. It not only shall stand, Lord, the house of the righteous is standing this morning. Many have fallen and gone by the way, but the house of the righteous are standing. We will stand. We'll stand throughout the ages glorifying the King of Glory. So wonderful to see the saints that are present here, and not only here, but at the camp. I trust you'll be with those that are at the home, those that have joined around the world, and those that will hear this. Might be a little unorthodox to most. It's the kind of service that was birthed in. There needs to be some more birthings, Lord. We're still here. It's not the preacher's duty to tell you how much we know. Let the people know how much we know. But it's our duty to point to you. To lift up the Lord Jesus Christ. To lift up the lovely one, the holy one of Israel. So this morning, I tremble, as we all do all the time. And Father, I just pray for every mother and father that is standing now, whether they're in their homes, here at the church, at the camp, wherever they are. The presence that is here, may it saturate their homes. May this be different. May their lives be changed, not just for today, but forever. Lord, I'm going to preach about you. Title of message by a little song that was written. You were there all the time. Brother Roy mentioned it in his prayer. You were there all the time. We could go throughout the scriptures. We could be here all day. Jehovah Jireh was there all the time. Jesus, when you came in the flesh, you were there all the time. You're an omnipotent being. You know our needs. You know our hearts. You know our burdens. So minister to us, Lord. Minister deeply. Everyone, even to the youngest, Lord, they could meet you this morning and their lives would never be the same because you're here all the time. I commit the service to you. Help me get myself away. Speak through the word, not through the emotion, but through the word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
Thank you, musicians. Thank you. God bless you for all standing. Brother Ron, I see you there at the camp. God bless you. Just trying to figure little dot heads on my screen. So some have bigger dot heads than others. Amen. Well, I'd like to turn to a portion of Scripture. I actually got the thought, fellowshipping with our pastor this week, and it was just a word that struck me, it struck me deeply. Probably didn't even know. Normally, that's that's normally how it happens. You know, I, I got last week's message here, and if I preached it the way I wanted to preach it, I don't think we would be here. It's amazing. comes out the way it comes out. Now I have another message here that's not even close to that. I don't know whether I'll get through the first two lines. So it's not what we say. It's whether the Lord be present. The Lord speaks to you. We're not in here to play church. We're here to meet with the Lord Jesus Christ himself. People think about him. They just know about him. But I had a wonderful time one day, Roman. I was 21 years old. It was on a Wednesday night. I walked into a house. I knew about Jesus. But that night I met Jesus. I can tell you today I've never been the same. Ever been the same. I had the first song. I must tell. I must tell Jesus. I just want to tell Jesus how much I love him. I've heard somebody say somewhere on the prayer request, pray for Brother Tom. Pray for Sister Joanne. She's going to have to put up with Brother Tom. I'll be going through my third ankle replacement. They're not fun. But there's many others that have had not fun situations. He was there all the time. I had a car accident 20, when I was 21. Three days, three consecutive nights, Holy Spirit after prayer just kept on. I didn't hear the screeching of brakes, hear the screeching of brakes. And a big accident of some kind, and I thought I was going to die. Ken and I started a little business. We were buying a, or trying to purchase or trying to do something about some gene manufacturing plant that I don't know where it went. And I told him I was going to die. He said, don't be silly, you're not going to die. Well, I said, I'm going to get hurt. Friday night, I had a, bought in a sports car. I had a beautiful sports car. We were single. And it was a summer night evening. An Indian, Indian summer evening and had my top down and I was going to the first McDonald's, which is on King George Highway in Wally. Cause I love filet of fish. 
Stupid Tom. I had my fillet of fish and I was going to help a guy on the side of the road and my brother told me, don't ever help anybody on the road because there are a bunch of crooks these days and they'll crown you on the head and they'll take your wallet and car and you'll be left alone. So I pulled in to help and I pulled out. Something said on my shoulder, some Christian you are. Didn't even help the guy in need. So I promised I would help the next guy to get my conscience down. I was coming down 64, 64 from King George Highway in those dark old days. Never had a light on the street. A little car on the side of the road needed some help and didn't have a flashlight. So I turned it. I turned my car around and helped him. And I got smashed between two cars. Ended up in the hospital seven months. When I woke up from the accident, headlight was in my face. But you know who was there? He was there. Same one that met me in prayer was there all the time. I don't care what you go through. We need this kind of relationship. You say, well, that's a hard thing to go through. Everybody has hard things. Nobody has a harder thing. To everybody, their thing is the hardest. And so we just need that one there to be there all the time. So let's turn to Luke chapter 7. Pray for me. Because sometimes we do preach too much on our, maybe what we do know rather than about him. I am, and I can get there. I just want to preach for him. I want to say to y'all, I want to comfort you in those long times, man. No one can touch your heart like he does. Nobody. Luke 7, 37. Or let's go 36. Now don't think I, I just said that because somebody prayed. I wouldn't even have mentioned that this morning, okay? I wouldn't, unless somebody had said that, because somebody think, what, he's got a gallbladder alteration or something? No. It's going to be my right ankle, by the way. So, we appreciate your prayers, and I thank you for that. The brothers will be here. Brother Murphy will be here on a daily basis. Brother Tim. Tim probably preached the press message. I ever heard him preach, and how old are you? Okay. He's older than he wants to be, I'll tell you that. That was probably the best message I've ever heard him preach. I left a note on his Bible when I went into the pastor's study. Best yet. Best yet. We can tap in there and stay there. We'll be out here soon. Brother Murphy's last three messages. You haven't heard them? Hear them. And I'm amazed at my own son. I don't see him as my son when he stands at this pulpit. He's an amazing young man. He's got wisdom beyond his years. 
And I know that many have reached out to him to ask for counsel. And if you need counsel in the next couple of weeks, don't bombard Brother Biscoe. These brothers are capable. After two weeks, I'll be back on planet Earth so you can call me. If that's what you want to do. Is that clear, everybody? All right, nice to see you. God bless you. Luke 36. This is an unusual portion of scripture. Brother Branham says he preached it a number of times on the unwelcome Christ or the meanest man. I know. Man, I don't know who it's talking about in Santa Maria. Because he said the meanest man in Santa Maria. But maybe he was talking about all the men. Not one person in particular. Anybody who was a Pharisee. He said, what on earth is this Pharisee asking Jesus to come to his banquet? He said, every Pharisee hates Jesus. Every Pharisee hated him. Maybe somebody is listening to me. He doesn't even care for Jesus. But I tell you what, there's a few of us who... There's a few of us know that in Him is your healing. In Him is your salvation. In Him is your redemption. In Him. He can keep your families. In Him. He'll walk with you in life's road. Not in a bottle. Not in a tote. It's not in the pleasures of life. It's in Him. Pleasures. You will never know what I'm talking about until you get into that presence. I don't ever want to preach about Jesus. I want to preach Jesus. I want to live Jesus. So here's this Pharisee we were starting to look at. What on earth? Brother Rem said, what on earth is he asking Jesus to come to this feast? So we'll start on that note. And one of the Pharisees desired him that he would eat with him. Well, Brother Bram goes in to say, well, they're going to have themselves a party. And every party needs the life of the party. So really what they were wanting is to have the life of the party on a joke side. Because they didn't like him. He was going to mock him. They never even welcomed him. Every party has somebody they got to be there. If I had a group of people when we were young and the church was young, I brought Milko around. Milko, don't listen to this message. Because if I was out of the room, he could carry the conversation. You need somebody to carry a conversation. But they were bringing Jesus, or nothing less, to be the life of their party, forgetting that he was the life of the world. Are you getting where I'm going? You say, I came to church. Please, if you've just come to Cloverdale Bible Way, I'm going to stop right now and I'm going home. What you come for, Owen? 
What do you come for? Violet when used to weep out and call on God. But we're getting older now, aren't we? We didn't have gray hair. When we came to church, what did we want? We wanted Jesus. That's what we wanted. Not to hear about all the quotes about Jesus. We wanted him and Brother Branham. He brought him on the scene. He, when he was preaching, he brought Jesus on the scene. And that's why he said it was the unwelcome Christ. And many came to church. They unwelcomed him. But surely there's one in the ranks. Said, Jesus is here. And I don't want to miss him. One more time. Because you know what? You've got a need this morning. And he can meet that need in a moment. You don't have to worry. You say, oh, I met Jesus 20 years ago. Really? Now he's got a history. But he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So now, one of the Pharisees desired him. That he would eat with him. He went into the Pharisee's house and he sat down. Brother Bram said he sat the lowest man on the rung. The foot washed flunky to go find Jesus. Isn't that amazing? He wanted to get Jesus to his party. So he sent the lowest man on the rung. Foot washed flunky to go get him. And he says when he finally got to Jesus. All he wanted to do was get the message. My master wants you to come. He said, if it would have been me. He said, I would have fallen at his feet. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me my sin. But he had other things to do. And that was so unusual. He said, he wanted to go wash his car. And how quickly he brought it down to. Right here. I'm sorry. He didn't go 2,000 years ago. He said, no, he wanted to get back so he could wash his car on Sunday morning. Or get an oil change. Oh, that's amazing. Brother Brandon, would you bring it down to that? Even to his own assembly, he preached this unwelcome Christ. Can you imagine a prophet walking on the face of the earth and in his attendance was the Lord Jesus Christ? And he was unwelcomed in America. Unwelcomed in Canada. Unwelcomed in Europe. Wherever he went, he was unwelcome. But his seed. His seed. I trust you're his seed this morning. Because if you're not his seed, you don't care what I'm saying. But if you're his seed, you'll want this Jesus. Because I'm going to get to it, because I never quite got to it. You are his field. And he is so desiring to see the seed in his field come to maturity. Do you want to come to Jesus this morning? All right. Let's go on. So the foot washed flunky got him to the party. And behold, a woman in the city. When I read this. Go farther. Oh, 
She was a harlot. I'm sorry, Joe. You are in the most harlot system. Don't think the Hutterites are clean, and I know you don't. It's the most perverted system. The Catholic system, most perverted system. We were caught up in prostitute systems. But there's always a seed, Joe. Always a seed that wants to get out of the system. But we were sinners. But I want you to notice what it says here. Didn't say which is a sinner. It's already been foretold. This is a book of prophecy. There was this woman in the city which was a sinner. When she knew that Jesus sat at meat at the Pharisee's house, she brought an alabaster box of ointment. And stood at his feet behind him. Not even in her. I thought, what a position. Dad, I always thought she was kneeling in front of him for years. That's what I always thought. But she came in behind him. She wouldn't even come before him. She came behind him. Weeping. And began to wash his feet. It was an insult at that time. Brother Ram said, you have to read the Bible as an Eastern book. I'm sorry to keep you standing. But we got to read the Bible, he said, as an Eastern book. Not as a Western book. It's an Eastern book. So as a custom is, when you came into a house, they would wash your feet. They would anoint your neck and hands with oil. They'd give you a kiss. Give you a robe. And you got to sit down and you felt you were at home. Brother Bram said you could go to the refrigerator if you wanted. I love how he always brought it down to reality, to where we are. And there Jesus was, no robe, no kiss, dirty feet, in the corner. And you know, in those days, the, the rich people, it's a spectacle. And the people that weren't allowed in would watch in and say, Look at those guys. Look what they got. It was meager. They had meager. But they always marveled at those that had much. And the people found out they that had much didn't have much at the end of the day. I'll tell you that. But there we left Jesus with dirty feet. I sure hope we don't leave him with dirty feet this morning. Maybe he's descended right here, right now. Somebody wants to do him a service. We sing, my Jesus, my Savior. Little girls, let me tell you something. Because we will get to this. How old? Who's an eight? Anybody eight years old up there? Go ahead. Pick up. Put your hand, honey. You just put your hand up. That's all right, darling. Who's ten up there? Anybody ten up there? Nope. I'm missing the number. Anybody Ten. When we were little boys, Brother Ken, remember we were given a Gideon Bible at school? Can you imagine? Years ago, we were given Gideon Bibles. I wasn't, I wasn't a Christian at home. 
I didn't know what Jesus, I didn't know Jesus. I didn't know nothing. But we got this little Gideon Bible and I marveled at that thing. Didn't even know what it said, didn't know nothing. I took it home because it was something that they gave you and we read scripture every morning. Can you imagine? We read scripture every morning. And in grade two, how old are you in grade two? Anybody teachers here? Anybody know that? Are you seven or eight? Somewhere in there? Seven? I had a teacher called Miss Scheller. And we memorized Psalms 23. I thought that was amazing. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I've never forgot it. I had a paper route. I was so short. You remember those cages you had on the front of your bikes that you put all the papers in? I had a stack of them that high. And I'd hold the handlebars and I'd push the bike until I got half piles. Then I could get on the bike and control it. But until then, until I delivered half that pile, I could never ride my bike. I got late at night and I was, I don't even know I was thinking about this. But in the dark old days when they used to pave roads, they used to have these round black balls with coal oil in them and they would light them. Dad, do you remember those? Did they have those up north? And my hands would get cold. And I'd have, and I'd beat my hands on these things. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And I thought, why am I thinking about that? Because I'm, you say, well, Tom, you're emotional. I don't know why. When I was walking down long driveways, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Came a lot louder. Especially when the dogs were chasing you. Not knowing. Maybe 18 years or not 18, 13 years later, that shepherd would come in my life. Because the scripture ends. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow you. When? When? Little girls, I'd memorize that if I was you, because you're not going to need that one day. Surely goodness, his mercy will follow you all the days of your life. And it doesn't mean, you know, follow you like he's following you. Because you've got to read it if you want to do a little study on it. It means he's eagerly securing you into the kingdom. He's not just following you like a little puppy. He is following you because he wants your life. He wants you. As a son and daughter of God. He doesn't want to see you hurt. Because you're going to get hurt girls. He doesn't want to see you hurt. And many of us have added many hurts in life. But I want to tell you this shepherd. That I'm going to preach about this morning. He's following every one of your lives. And I want you to say surely goodness. And mercy. 
has followed me all the days of my life. And if I should go by the grave, you read that scripture. Because he'll take me there. Because I'm not dead. I'll be alive. You want him to lead you now? And you want him to lead you when you pass on. If you go by the way of the grave, you want the shepherd to guide you every step of the way. If you want this Jesus this morning, I want you to know, I'm putting you on notice right now. If you want to love him, Not here, please, please, please. You don't love with your mind. You love with your heart. You love with your heart, not with your mind. I want you to love him. And thank God that he's pursuing you. To eagerly secure you. Into this kingdom. It's about Rahab's father. So sorry for a long preliminary. But would you speak? Take the words not of man, but take the word of God. I love to see these little girls, Lord, know you in their youth. That their lives could perfume you throughout their lives. And these young boys, not look around a room, but look to Jesus. Adults alike, not to know them in knowledge, but to know you from the depths of their soul. I must tell Jesus, carry all my burdens. He's the one that cares. So those that are listening and standing wherever there be, comfort them now and speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. You may have your seats. I'm terribly, terribly sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm going to have... Michael, at the end of the at the song at the end of the service, I have come up and sing a song for me. <coughs> Excuse me. I know, and that's not politically correct either to cough in my hand. But forgive me. That he's there all the time. So I thought about the building, and I wish that everybody could have been here. So my prayer has been that wherever you are at home. Your little ones are maybe strange. Just tell them, just watch Brother Tom. Listen to what he has to say. At the camp, I know it's a beautiful day. You'll have a wonderful time in the afternoon. But let's just focus this few minutes right here. Right here. Right here. I started it out, and I, I guess... I, Lord, help me. I started it out with Romans 9 and 29, and don't turn to it. 
But it just says, Paul writing, except the Lord of the Sabbath left us a seed. And you can take that in many ways. You can take that the seed as the word. You can take that as the seed in you. There's many points. It's like Noah. One minute he's of the, he's of the foolish virgin. The next he's a, a bride. There's, there's many things that you... So don't get too theological on me. Just stay with me. Get my point. That's what I want to get across to you. Don't think. Just listen. Except the Lord would have left us a seed. That's this seed. We would be like Sodom and a Gomorrah. We'd be like those on wrecked beach. They used to be down from the university that I attended at UBC. Naked. Unless God would have left you a seed, you would have been a sodomite and a Gomorrahite. Brother Bram says, I believe that Christ has a church and the church is his field and he will get to it. After a while, we've got to get that word in the field before the spirit can do anything. We've got to get the word in the field before I can do anything. Whenever you put a seed in the ground, you're expecting a harvest. So he wants to get that seed that he left you in you. So he can do something with us. So he can do something. Bram just said we're creatures of time. You only got so many minutes, and I can tell you right now, you think you might have another 20 years to live? You might not have 24 hours to live. You say, are you using that as a fear tactic? Nope. No, too many people. Got up in the morning, they sure didn't know that they were going to slip into eternity that before the day's end. You're not promised your next breath. But Jesus is here all the time. He's the life giver. He was the life of all lives sitting in the middle of a banquet. And Jesus cried in the last day of the banquet. If there's any man here thirst, let him come. Life was calling to come. But maybe they were just too busy because they've got a business deal tomorrow or they've got a, something at work they didn't complete and they've got it already in their mind what they're going to do this afternoon. But let me tell you something. Do not miss the Jesus that is present this morning that can come into your life and change you forever. I was a nonchalant, cool guy at school. Thought I was pretty cool. But I found out real fast as you get older, your coolness, there's another cooler guy. There's a prettier woman. It goes very quickly. You'll get a lot of hurts in life. But you better have the one that can give you life. That will calm your hurts. Quiet your storms. 
and give you a comfort when you need comfort. You say, well, how can you talk like that? Because I've been there. I know what I'm talking about. You say, I've got a whole life to live. You just don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. I remember leaving the service. You know that service I had that accident? I was thinking about it. We had actually a testimony service. Brother Roger Smith was a associate at the time with Brother Biscoll. Brother Ed was overseas or somewhere out of town. Maybe not overseas. I was when my wife passed away. That was another time. But anyways, we had a pop, what do they call it? You come up and give a testimony and, oh man, I had the world on fire. Brother Ken and I started a little business. It was doing really well. And I bought my little sports car, doing really good. And I loved this message. I loved it more than anything. My parents already pushed me out. They didn't want nothing to do with me. So I got up and they said, do you want, anybody want to testify? I wonder if I had a, a little mic here. Anybody want to testify? We'd all sit there going, man, what do I talk, what do I talk about? And I wanted to tell everybody about Jesus. I said, I'm, I'm so, I'm so blessed. Parents didn't want me. Friends didn't care for me. But Jesus cared for me. Jesus saved me. Gave me a wonderful church. And I thought, everybody wanted to say something about Jesus. So I, I got in my car that night. I didn't know what was waiting for me. I just did not know what was waiting, not for just that moment. I'm 66 for 45 years. But I want you to know something. He was there all the time. I probably, not probably, I do have the most amazing wife that's ever possible to be given a man. And I pray more for now than I ever have because I know what I'm going going to go through. And she bears the brunt of it. But it's at those times I know Jesus will be there. And I want to, I want to get down. I want to get out of my life and sorry for using myself. I want to get out of there and I just want to get down into your lives. Do you realize, Roy and Judy? Not like that place just that burnt down yesterday or day before yesterday and they lost everything. But he was there watching over you. So the end of that psalm says, surely goodness and mercy will follow all the days, all the days of my life. And I will dwell. I didn't even know that part of the scripture was there. But it was waiting for me to get there. I got the surely the goodness and mercy part, but I didn't get, I will dwell in the house of the Lord, David, forever and forever and forever. It's not for a space of time, it's forever and ever and ever and ever. I will dwell in the house of the Lord.
But let me ask you a question. Did it take Jesus? Or can I say, did it take the harlot woman, Jack? I want you to think about it now. There was Jesus. Nobody washed his feet. Nobody wanted him. But she had heard, Brother Brown said, she had heard about the woman at the well already. It already got through that system. That she got forgiven. And there was something in her heart saying, if she got it, could I get it? If she got it, surely I can get it. But I'm not worthy. But I got to do something. Nobody's doing something for Jesus. She's just between herself. She just didn't know what to do. But the Bram says, she said, oh, she says, ah, they didn't anoint him with oil. He's just sitting there neglected. And she said, I got a few pieces of money in Tells about it. Uh, I, I know you've heard it and I don't want to reiterate it because I got so much to go for. Anyway, she goes, gets the money. It's money from illicit living and she says, surely he won't accept it, but I'll buy an alabaster box anyway of oil and I'll get it and I'll bring it to Jesus. But let me ask you a question. Did she come to the, did Jesus come to the Pharisees house for the Pharisees to mock him? Or did he come to the Pharisees house because he knew that woman was going to be looking through a lattice and see that there was an opportunity of life not to be mocked at and not to be the life of their party. But life eternal. I got to get to Jesus. Got to get to him. How do I get to him? They won't allow me in there. I'll get there somehow. And Brother Bram says he loves that. He loves that. He says when you got to elbow your room out of somebody's pew. And maybe get to the front. Or do whatever you got to do. Jesus sees that. Because you really want him when you do that. You're not worried about the Joneses that know about you or what the church people are going to think about you. I've got to get to Jesus. Forget about the world. Give me Jesus. A Jesus that can save you. See, how easy was it? I'll tell you how easy it was. I didn't even know it was going to be that easy. Brother Briscoe just said, would anybody here... Want to give their life to Christ? I looked around the room, which was very small. And I didn't know how many heads were there. There wasn't many. And I thought, well, everyone here is a saint, but I ain't. I said, well, it must be me. And I said, well, I don't want to go. I couldn't do what these people are doing. It's impossible. They don't even know me. They wouldn't accept me. But I want it so bad. I wanted it so bad. Levi, that's what's the difference. I don't know where your heart's at. But I know as a young boy, I wanted it so bad. And Brother Ed said, well, why don't you come and come to the altar? Well, I told Ken, I'll never come to an altar. That's crazy stuff. That was crazy stuff to me. 
And I told Ken that, so now Satan's on my shoulder saying, he told you can't do it. He, Brother Ed saying, you come. And something got a hold of the back of my neck and I found myself at the altar. Huh. He was there. Who's grabbed my neck? Who pulled me to the altar? Who got me there? I did not know how to pray. Come on, let's be honest. You'd never been in church in your life, hardly. I went to a Christmas service. Yeah, they don't teach you how to pray there. So I got down on my knees and put a Bissell prayed for me. And all I could say, forgive me. I didn't have to tell him of all the stupid joints I've been in. I didn't have to tell him all the weird situations I was in. I didn't have to say nothing. All I had to say is, would you forgive me? I didn't have to have a checklist. He knew all about it. He knew all about it. All I had to do is get to Jesus. He said, did you find him at the altar? You can find him at your pew. You can stand up. You can lift up your hands. You can do whatever you want. I walked out of there so different. Here I am today. I haven't looked back in 45 years. And I sure wouldn't want to be what I was then. And unfortunately, it got too much in my memory. But it was him pursuing me. He was eagerly trying to secure me. But I ran from it, Linda. I'm sorry, at school. I ran from it when people were witnessing to me, Ken, as you tried to drag me into church. I didn't know it was Christ in them trying to secure me. Eagerly pursuing me. Coming after me. Having mercy for my sin and a future work for his grace. So when he was there, then my brother, my dear brother Marco, did he come to be ridiculed or did he come to be washed by a harlot? I say Jesus came this morning to get washed by somebody that wants Jesus. And what really got me this morning was he said, the way the harlots have their hair, and their hair is all up. It's all up. All done up nice, pinned up. When she ran to Jesus, and she started to to wash her feet with his tears, she broke the ointment on him. And all of a sudden, a pin fell out, and the hair came down. He said, then another pin fell out, another one got in there, all her hair fell down. He said, don't you know that's the glory of a woman? He washed Jesus' feet with her glory. He said, can we take the glory of God that is within us and wash his feet again? Let's wash Jesus' feet. 
Well, Brother Tom, you got the tears. You got enough for us all. Well, it's more than just this morning. More than it was last week. But I want you to know, as an assembly, if you never see me again, I love you. With my heart. Would Jesus pursue you like this? You didn't even know, I didn't even know who'd be in church today. I didn't have a clue. Don't fall asleep. I've heard us all. Well, get some life into you. Is Jesus so eagerly wanting his field, Dad? That he would do anything and go anywhere so that seed could be planted. I wonder it says, and I love the scripture. He went into Jericho and he went out of Jericho. And I, I remember when I first read that, I go, what on earth was he doing? What was Jesus doing? And listen to me. He went into Jericho and went out of Jericho. What are you doing? What is he doing? He's planting a field. He's planting a field because there was a blind Bartimaeus. He didn't care about the city. He didn't care about the mayor. He didn't care about the uh, elders of the of the of the uh, synagogue. He didn't care about nobody. But there was a blind Bartimaeus in the church. He was blinder than blind. Couldn't see nothing. He said, what's all the rackets about? I wish there was a little bit more rackets this morning. Glorifying Jesus. Say, Jesus, you're here. You're here. And as he was walking by, he said, what's the noise? They said, Jesus is passing by. Then Bly Bartimaeus had had that seed in him. Had it in him. Said, he's my answer. He's the one I need. I'm his field. I need him. He's given me a seed. I'd be a Sodomite or a Gomorrite. I'm his field. My goodness. They said, shut up, Bartimaeus. You're making too much noise. Ricardo, I know you got a voice. I'd love you to exercise it more. Preach it, brother Tom. You can call me Uncle Tom. You can call me any kind. Amen. Thank you. And see how deep that is? I love that voice. He lives with me. That's why I can say that. Where was I? Now, they were, you know, Brother Ram, this is something amazing. The crowd was so large that Jesus never even heard blind Bartimaeus. Can you imagine the commotion that was around Messiah? This Messiah. This is Jesus. He's there all the time. But I can't get to him. I'm up on the top of the pew. I can't get to him. He'll get to you. Don't you worry. Jesus will get to you. Jesus will get to every one of you. Then Brother Bram turns around and said, he didn't hear blind Bartimaeus' voice. 
Brother Bob. He didn't hear his voice. He heard his faith. That's my Jesus. He can hear your faith this morning, little girl. He can hear your faith this morning, young man. Give me Jesus. Give it to me, silence. Give me Jesus. I couldn't even preach this morning. Did he go to the party to be mocked? Or did he go to the party for her? Did this message come to Laodicea for the multitudes? Or did it come from me? I hate to tell you, I don't know who you are, but I know who I am. God sent this message for me. Hallelujah. And I wasn't even in the building. I wasn't even in the building. But I had a seed. Jesus knows. And the good man, the son of man, went forth to sow. He sowed, Brother Bram said I don't think Brother Bram said it. Maybe I said it. He sowed for seven ages. But in the seventh age, he sowed a crop. He sowed for a crop. And that son of man sowed a seed. And I thought this morning waking up. Amazing. I wasn't even supposed to be born. Amazing. My mom had this acidic something. I don't know. What do they call that, honey? Hmm? Toxic. Thought we were both going to die, and the doctor asked my dad, Roy, if one lives, which one do you want? Well, he said, I want my wife, of course. Well, of course you do. But then, now, how does that make me feel? That's after the fact. But you know what? He was there. Chilliwack Little Hospital. He was there. Because there had to be a Tom Ray. He was there. Because there had to be a Samuel Ray, a Michael Ray, a Joel Ray. He was there. Because there had to be a Stella. There had to be a Silas. He was there, Dad. He was there in Dawson Creek. Because there had to be a Linda. There had to be a Marilyn. There had to be a Joanne. There had to be a Ken. There had to be a Mike. There had to be Seed. Andrea, you can say, I'm seed. Hallelujah. So let me ask you a question. Why was he going through, why was he going through Jericho? Only for one reason. Blind Bartimaeus. Hey. Twelve disciples that I've so hand-picked, and one of you is a devil. I think i got to go away by Samaria. What do you think? He was thinking of a woman. Jesus has a purpose for all things. We have to see farther afield. Disciples are saying amongst themselves, why would he do doing that? Look at all the people we could be touching. Look, look at all the people that are needing him. It's not all the people, saints. He's only interested in his seed. 
And if you can realize your seat this morning, you can jump up out of your seat. You can glorify Almighty God and say, you are watching me. When I was on that ski in South Africa, you were with me there. I got a better place for you. You're going to be better than a vacuum salesman, Brother Roy. You're going to be a son of God. Hallelujah. He was there in your roughest of times. Couldn't make ends meet, but he met your needs. Can everybody in the, uh, upstairs say amen? amen? Has he met all your needs? <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, can you imagine everybody is calling him Belzebub? You're calling him a name? You're calling my Jesus a name. Prince of the devils? This is terrible. This is terrible. But when he got to that little woman, what'd she say? What'd the seed say? Sir, I perceive you're a prophet. That was so far above any Pharisee, it was impossible. Can you imagine a harlot, a man, a woman that's lived with six men, and the one she lived with now is not her husband? Can you imagine, Joel? You're a prophet. She said, but when the Messiah comes, he's going to tell us these things. God was going to raise her revelation up a little bit higher. And I love your, I would love that God would lift up your revelation that you have of him. Whatever level you're at, a little higher this morning. I that speak to you am he. I'm here. I'm here, man. So you've been so wanting something and God knows what you want. God knows your heart's desire. And all you just say, he's here, man. He's got your needs all taken care of. You can rejoice. You can smile. You can lift up your hand. You say, devil, you're a rotten liar. You lied to me for so many years. You're a rotten liar. You can't even tell the truth. I'm a son of God and you're a devil. You're going to hell and I'm going to heaven. Hallelujah. A son of man walks into a town. Sorry, Tim. Thought of you here. Forget your tallness and don't ever make a small joke again. Because there's more against the tall than there is against the short. Just thought we'd clear that up. Zacchaeus was so small. He wanted to see Jesus. How did he hear about him? His wife. Brother Bram said his wife was a believer. She wanted to just tell him about Jesus. Julia, not about you at this time. She wanted her husband to so know this Jesus. So she'd said enough. He'd heard he's coming to town. He said, I'm so short I'd never see him behind the crowd. So he had to go climb a sycamore tree. He, he, he had, that's called he'll humble. Brother Bram said he had to get a garbage can. I mean, how lovely that messenger brought it to us. He got up a garbage can. He fell into the garbage can. 
He didn't give up. Can he turn it upside down, put it down that way, jumped on the can, jumped up in the tree. Did Jesus come to that town for one reason alone? Come on. Say with me. Jesus came to that town for one reason alone. He came because there was a man in a sycamore tree. And he knew exactly what street to walk down. He knew how to turn. And he knew how to look up. And he said, Zacchaeus, today, salvation has come to your house. He knows where you are. He knows your needs. He will never forsake you. Zacchaeus looks down. My house? You come to my house. Jesus come to Zacchaeus' house. He said, Lord, if I've taken anything from one a man, I'll pay him fourfold or tenfold. We got people ripping off people around this place. I'd love to see them come to the place of paying four and tenfold. Then you're in Bible times. Not I'm sorry I can't pay you. Pay your debts. That's what the Bible says. Brother Bam said Christ revealed in his own word. He says you want no trouble at the river? You pay your debts. That's what he said. That's Bible. We're not just a church. We are the church. Right Bob? It's not the building. We're the church. If you think they can get away and Get covered under the time goes by and they'll forget about it. God keeps good books. Brother Bram said, I'm not talking about your telephone or your mortgage. It's the money you owe people. Zacchaeus had a believer's heart. That's a believer's heart. That's not a make believer's heart. I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna preach it, cause I don't wanna be responsible. Uh, nobody told me. I'm telling you. Bible says, prophet says, you stick with what the Bible and prophets say, you'll do alright. He came to a certain tree. How many trees were in that city? If they had Google Map, you could have seen of how many trees were in the city of Zacchaeus. But Jesus knows exactly the tree. That that one man was at. And he knows exactly your tree. Crystal, he knows your tree. He knows to come to your tree. He knows to say, get off your tree. And I'm coming to your house. Salvation has come to you. What should we say then? I remember preaching in the log church. Probably could have been in my 10th message. You say, how do you remember that? I don't know. But I remember hearing dad, brother Biscoe saying, I remember my first message years ago. I said, how do you remember your first message? I remember my first message as though it was yesterday. Because it's something from here. It's not here. And I remember I had an old title of the book, 
when it's talking about Zacchaeus, and it was titled different now than what was in the new, because it kept on giving new names to these things. And on mine, it said, he has to come this way. And that struck me. Because they had retitled it, he was to come this way. And I thought, no, the first one's right. Because he had to come to Zacchaeus' way. Because he was seed. He had to come to Cloverdale, Dad. Because I was seed. He had to come to your way, Margaret, because you're seed. You're his fields. So what should we say, Lord, come by my way? Come by my way, Lord, and I'll climb down my tree. I'll humble myself. I'll do whatever it has to do. I'll invite you into my house. Come to my soul. Precious Jesus. Come to my soul. Listen. You girls are young. and You don't want to hear about your Uncle Ken or Grandpa. You don't want to hear about his life. Because it's just ditto it. And make it a little bit worse. And that's my life. What you see is a clean man. You see an honorable man. You see a washed man. Why? Jesus came to his tree. Don't ever take it for granted. He was as wild as I was and I was worse. And if you want to go there, you just spend five minutes with him and he'll tell you it's not worth nothing. It's hell on earth. I remember reading Spurgeon years ago and I read him once in a while when I want to relax my mind. And then somebody says, well, how do you relax your mind reading Spurgeon? Well, I do. And he says, there's two kinds of banquets. He says, Satan, when you go to his banquet, he always gives you the best things. Gives you all the things to entice you. The sweet things. Because sin is pleasurable just for a season. And you think, oh, this is a way of life. But he won't watch. Watch the banquet's not finished. By the time you finish saying Satan's banquet, you're in the gutter. But at Jesus' banquet, he finds you in the gutter. And he ends with you going to a wedding supper. So I ask you, which banquet do you want to go to? Satan's banquet or Jesus' banquet? I'll go to Jesus' banquet this morning. You okay with me? I'm over an hour. I normally keep it to this at the time for an hour. <coughs> Excuse me. But you won't be hearing from me for a couple months probably. So, I thought I'd let all the guns out. But I won't be four hours. Three and a half. Because I'm not off page one. Joanne says, don't say that. You scare them all the time. Why don't you turn to Isaiah 62? Verse 12. Because if you see what God thinks about you, 
highlight it. I don't care what you do. Memorize it. Isaiah 62 verse 12. Sorry. Can we read it together? You at the camp. You showed it out, Derek. I can see your head. Showed it out as we start to read it. And they shall call them the holy people. The redeemed of the Lord. And thou shalt be called, sought out, a city not forsaken. Can you say, Amen? Amen. Can the camp say, Amen? It was Jesus seeking out his field. Because he knew who was his seed. And he just didn't happen to go through Jericho. He didn't just happen to go to a sycamore tree. He just didn't happen to go to the well. Everything Jesus did was for a reason. Everything Jesus does is for a reason. And you might not see the reason now. But Jesus sees the reason now and down the road. Ella. God knows that victory's coming. It's been spoken. You believed it. It's just going to make it a greater victory. The devil's going to get a bigger black eye. That's all there is to it. You are a city sought out by Almighty God. He put a seed in your soul and you are his field. And he's going to have a harvest, Ella. And it's going to be sweet, honey. Sister Joanne's already got the first ticket. She told me I'm going to be there when it happens. And I'm going to be standing right beside her. With your mommy and your daddy and your brothers and sisters. We're going to have a time of rejoicing. Because our Jesus is the same today as he was yesterday. He saves the sinner then. He saves the sinner now. There was a feast being made. But there was a sinner. There was a feast in the seventh age made. But there was a sinner. But there's got to be somebody that says, I want to get to Jesus. Hello, Sam. Anybody. Somebody want to get to Jesus this morning. Just let me get to the word. Let me get to him. I have no peace of heart. I don't know if mommy's right, daddy's right. I don't know if teacher's right, wife's right. Jesus is right. You remember that. Jesus is right. And they shall be called a holy people. The camp at Mount Baker Bible Way camp. And those that are at home. You are called the holy people. And I want to hear an amen all the way from Mount Baker. I'm watching your lips right now. The redeemed. Girls. This is the redeemed of the Lord. You're a holy people. You're redeemed of the Lord. You know these little darlings here? They were in Hawaii when I first spoke. When this virus came. I was in a hotel room. The brother said, you got to address the people, Tom. you got to address the people. I said, i got to speak to them. I'm in Hawaii. How do I speak to them? Michael says, I can arrange it, Dad. I said, man, how are you going to arrange this? 
He says, Dad, I'll get you into your little hotel room. I'll put the cushions on top of each other, move the Chesterfields. I'll get my little camera like this, and you talk to them just like you're in your living room. I says, you got to be kidding. I got home, and a brother says, can I meet you for coffee? No, I'm sorry, the next day, my phone rings in Hawaii. Can I meet you for coffee? I go, what? He says, can I meet you for coffee? I got something I need to talk about, Brother Tom. I said, I'm in Hawaii. No, he says, you're in your living room. Michael, you succeeded. But the first little message, first little message, Marco came up to me and says, that first little message, Shiloh and Georgia said, Mommy, Daddy, can we be baptized? He's there all the time, Sharon. He's just there all the time. doesn't matter whether you're away from church or you're at your job or anything. He's watching over your children all the time, Wes. He's just watching over us. He's watching over the church. He's watching over the body of Christ. He's watching over every believer, not only here, down in the States, around the world. I don't care what Satan throws out. Jesus just makes himself more real. But the Brahm said in whole armor of God, how can he give us anything more than his word? He can't. He is the word. But what he does, he just makes himself more real. That's what he does. He just peels the skin of an onion. If you like a, a, a illustration, he just keeps on peeling it out so you could see him this morning. Maybe he needs to peel a piece of skin off of your relationship so you can see him just a little bit clearer and love him more and worship him more. I'm sorry if I haven't put enough Jesus in my messages, Dad. I'm sorry. Because it's not my thoughts of what the message is that's going to get you to kingdom. I know the message is Christ. I've got all those quotes. I can, you can outquote, we can outquote each other. The message is Christ. The message is Christ. I caught messages Christ. But Christ is a person, as Brother Murphy has been preaching in the last three services. You've got to know this person, girls. He's a person. You can kneel in your little room and all of a sudden the presence of God comes in there. And you grab his feet and say, please don't leave, Lord. And I've wanted more times of those. I don't get enough times of those. But that's when he comes. Joseph, do you have you ever, ever experienced that? I'm talking about when you're there and you're down on your knees and all of a sudden something comes close to you and you grab out and it's like you're holding them and you look up and say, oh, please, Lord, don't leave me. Don't leave. And all of a sudden, it just, it goes. And I, I said to myself this week, Lord, if I have to lay in a bed for weeks, I want you to come by my bed. Because I know you're there all the time. You'll be there all the time. And I know you'll be there, Sister Reno, wait with you all the time. It's more than just me. It's, it's not a me message. Sometimes you think we're unreal. I remember Henry Waldner. Henry's there. So I can talk about Henry. 
I, I, I wouldn't talk. I could talk in front of you as well as behind you, right, Randy? Because I wouldn't say anything behind his back that I wouldn't say in front of him. Henry got saved, and I needed a new pair of jeans. And Joanne at Guilford was the only mall that was available at the time. And I had to go to Guilford to get a new pair of jeans, and we're walking down the thing, and Henry stops me and goes, Tom, brother Tom, brother Tom. I go, hi, Henry. No. That's him saying that. No. I go, what? He goes, you shop. <laughs> do you remember that, Henry? You do. Joanne and I still remember that, don't we, honey? He goes, you actually shop? I said, what do you think I do? Stay in my room for 24 hours a day? Of course I shop. I don't believe it. <laughs> And on and on it went. But we are real people. And I love you. With all my heart. I've never preached mean or nasty. I've never whipped or beaten. I may be spoken straight, but I speak, I spoke straight to my own children. I have not been different here than I would at my own home where I would have lost my boys. When I'm here, I'm at home. Joel could jump up and tell me he's a, I'm a liar if he wants to. My boys are here. We're just simple people. That's what Jesus comes to. The ordinary people. But then God gave gifts unto men. Gave teaching gifts, pastoral gifts. John, evangelistic gifts, different gifts, and now gifts are blending. I'm seeing blendings of gifts. One thinks he's a teacher, now he's a preacher. I don't know what you're figuring yourself out to be. I don't know. All I think is the Word. It's the Word. What you heard Wednesday was the Word. So now we don't have to have divisions anymore. We don't need denominational thoughts. And I know Brother Bram talks about all these different different various gifts. But there's such a blending coming. It seems like Christ is blending into a body. And it's a beautiful blend. You're a beautiful people. And I don't even know why. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't even get to my message. But, uh, Michael, why don't you get ready, musicians, why don't you come? And I don't know what your need is. Jack, you're getting older. You're probably going to move out soon. You better not. You have to come to your grandpa. Hannah, you think anything different, you're in trouble. Not only do they have to go through a daddy's now, they go, I've got to go through a grandpa. But you're going to get older and you're going to have to do your own thing. But nothing would please me more, Jack. Say, you know what? I went to service one day and Jesus came. Jesus came. And uh, he was there all through the service. And I'm going to need him. I've needed him. My daddy's been 
Actually, my God to me as I've been growing up and looking to my daddy. But now the Lord is just moving daddy and mommy aside. The fifth gospel aside. Daddy aside now. You've got to have your walk with God. You've got to have your Jesus. And I'm just wondering whether he came to your tree today. I'm going to come to your tree. You can have this Jesus. He'll take care of you, Jack. He'll supply your needs. He'll give you the right job. He'll give you the best woman that's possible. You see, it's not that you ask for it. He gives it willingly. He just gives it. I've never asked for anything. He just gives it to me. I never asked for joy. And God gave me a darling. I couldn't have children. He gave me three children. Saints, if you don't want this Jesus, don't come back to this church. I want this church to be a place where Jesus is welcome. And you want Jesus. That's why I wish the whole church was here. I wish the whole church was here. Because I know he's here right now. And I know if you want him. And you want a difference right now. As you listen to this song, you can say, you're six feet, whatever you want to do, six feet up. You can stand to your seat. I don't care. You can sit on that empty chair. I don't care. But if he would go to Zacchaeus' tree, go to Blind Bartimaeus' city, he would go to the well of Sychar. He would find ten lepers. He would find you. Maybe he found you this morning. And you want to say, Jesus, I want you. Why don't you sing it, my God, please? After time, I went searching for peace in some void. I was trying to blame all my ills on this world I was in. Surface relationships used me. Till I was done in And all the while someone Was begging to free me from sin He was there all the time Never, never again will I put my trust mm. my life 
just started to shine. Oh, sharing each new day with Him is such joy divine. Oh, what I've missed, He's been waiting right there all the time. Hallelujah. Let's sing it together. He was there there all the time. He was there all the time. Is he up here at the booth? Take your ears off. question and I wouldn't want to embarrass you. I wouldn't want to embarrass nobody. But how do you felt Zacchaeus felt when he said Zacchaeus come down? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You would name me in front of my whole city? Yep. I'm so glad he called my name. Joe there's going to be a time he's going to call your name. You're either going to surrender and go through not hold backwards or you're just going to throw up your hands and say, Jesus, you're waiting for me this morning. That's your decision. I can't make it for you. Maybe there's somebody here that just wants to say, Jesus, be Lord and Savior of my life. Be Lord and Savior of my life, Lord. God bless you. God bless you. Save me from my sin, Lord. You'll watch over my life. You'll take care of me. You'll take care. You can stand if you want. Don't worry. In heaven, you're going to be shouting and rejoicing because you've made the right decision. Sing that last verse, Mike. Never, never, never again, never again. Put the mic up. Put it up. In mankind, now that I have Jesus, my life just started. Sharing each new day with Jesus is such joy divine. Oh, what I've missed, he's been waiting right there all the time. If somebody wants to come to the front and just says, I want to stand for Jesus, you come right down here right now. Say, would God do something so unorthodox as that? He yep. was there all the time, waiting patiently in line. He was there. It's over, Joe. All the time. No more battles, no more, Joe. 
He was there all this time. He was in the colony, Joseph. When Daddy got the first church age book. waiting patiently for you this morning. He's waiting patiently for you this morning. I'm not going to end it. I'm not going to end it. You say, I'm not going to pull either. You at the camp, if you want to just stand, but maybe stand in the aisle. I don't care what you do. But he's been in every service all the time. And we to take the pain away. Can take it away right now. Take it, honey, right now. I've had it. It's come, it's gone, it's come, it's gone, but he's there all the time. God bless you girls for standing. Jonah, God bless you. It takes courage. It does take courage. And God sees that. Isabel, God sees that. Kayla, God sees you. Maybe there's a mother that wants to stand and say, watch over my family over these next days, Lord. God bless you, Crystal. God bless you. He's here all the time. He's here all the time. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. I got a quote here I wanted to get to so badly. He said, the bride is a protected field. He's not going to let nobody come into your field. Nobody's going to come into your field. He's going to watch over you. He's going to watch over you up there. Let's just sing it all together. He was there all the time. We'll get to part two, two months from now. But I'll be watching every service. I want Jesus to come every service. Crystal, you've done the best thing you could ever do, honey. You've done the best thing you could ever do. Say, Jesus, Jesus, be my Jesus. Be my Jesus. Just be my Jesus. Just be my Savior. Be my God. bow our heads. Father, mothers are standing, children are standing, daddies are standing, young men are standing, Lord. They'll never regret a moment of this. Lord, never want my relationship ever to be something of mechanics. Let the dynamics 
of the presence of God sweep through these souls, Lord. These mothers that are embracing their children. Daddies standing for families, high priests of the whole. Young men going into an unknown future. But you'll lead them, Lord. You'll lead them. So how do you know? Because you led me. You led David when he was 16 to the throne. You're going to lead this bride right through the throne, Lord. You were in the garden hunting out Adam and Eve. You're in Laodicea when they rejected you. There still was a field. We'll never reject you, Father. If we have failed in any way, forgive us, Father. Fallen short, Lord, I plead the blood. Let the blades be applied. Let your mercies that are new every day, Lord, be each one's portion. And many of us will leave at various times of the day, but may it be unusual day. Because you've been there all the time. Even in our light moments, you're just standing there waiting. Brother Bram said, you'll take any portion. I want to give you more, Lord, not less. So whether they be at the camp, saints that I have loved. Those that are at home that we love dearly. And those represented here. We adore and love. I pray, Father God, that their lives in Jesus Christ will go deeper and richer and fuller. And Lord, if I had broken up by this message and didn't get through it, forgive me. It's gone down and we all stand before the throne and give account. But I believed every word of it. I thank you for this body of Christ you've given us. Satan's tried to separate us. Call it the U.S. side, Canadian side of nonsense. We're one body. My left arm and my right arm are still a part of this body. One is the left part of the body, one's the right part of the body. We're a body together. So I pray you'll watch over the sheep of this fold. In the days that lay ahead, Lord, let us grow deeper, higher in the love of Jesus. I thank you for the time now. Bless these dear ones, Lord, come to the front. Touch their hearts as you did mine many years ago. Never regretted a moment of it. Every friend left me. Mommy and daddy didn't want me. But you said if you leave mother, father, I'll give you mother, father. I got the greatest mother, father. He gave me a family, giving me brothers and sisters who I would die for. 
never regretted it, Lord, and we'll keep pressing forward. May the grace of God go with us as we go our separate ways now. May the presence of God saturate our homes. And may we never forget, Lord, you're there all the time. All the time. In Jesus' name. Jesus, Jesus. There's something about that name. time just a little bit softer now. Jesus, oh Jesus, Jesus, there's something about, about that name. Oh, you're my master, you're my savior.
doubts away. But there's something that name. Before we sing one more song, I'd like to make just one more statement. Because I won't ever get to it, but we'll see. Sometimes we need some services, some go a different way. He said, well, you didn't preach on the first, second, and third pole, Tom. The seventh seal unveiling. If you get him, you get all that. That's the thing. That's what people miss. They just think it's Jesus. Jesus is the Lord himself. So if you get him, he'll unveil his heels in a way that beyond your imagination. He will show you what the first pull, second pull, third pull. He'll show you these mysteries. And uh, yeah, I could swing that way. We could all swing that way. But if you get him, he'll lead you that way. He'll lead you into the word. As I'll be away, I'll be here Wednesday night. Michael Ray will be speaking. I'll be looking and watching for you. But just do something for me after this little meeting. Saying, determined in your heart. I'm determined to recognize Jesus is with me all the time. You'll act different, you'll talk different, you'll speak different, you'll dress different, you'll do everything different. Because he just makes you different. Brother Bram says you can't look into his face and not be the same. Tears were running down that prostitute's face. They call her Mary. And and all the theologians say, well, she's Mary of Bethany or she's Mary of uh, Martha's sister. No, she's not. Do your studies. Don't forget about it. She was just a woman that Jesus came to. And she responded like you did this morning. And she was never, Brother Bram said she was never the same again. That's what I want, Tim. I'm sorry, that's what I want. Your message says that to me. I was masterpiece. And it's not to give accolades. It's just that I enjoy the word. I sometimes, you know, I'm looking, I'm looking for something. We all do that, I know. But you know what? He's still there all the time. I can get a crumb. I'll get one of those crumbs. I'm as crummy here. I want you to know you'll never be forgotten. Because you're his. Won't you walk with me, Jesus?
one more time and then we'll close. God bless you. Father, I dismiss this lovely group of people wherever they are today. Some will just turn around and go to their other rooms in their homes. Some will leave the camp and some will leave this building. But would you walk with every single one of them, Lord? Let them talk about you more. Speak about you more. Every time you talk about him, the prophet said, he comes. So, Lord, leaving in a last little message. I pray lives will be changed. Hearts will be warmer. And you'll become more of a reality, Lord. Bless your people, I pray now in Jesus' name. Amen. Wherever you are, do whatever you feel to do. This is your day. This is the Lord's day. You want to stay and pray, you pray. You're done, you're done. Thank you for coming. We love you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.